Welcome back to another episode of the Morning Skate. You are joined by Ked, your host, and my co-host, Brownie. Uh, spur of the moment, we made sure this was live on YouTube and Twitter, so if you join us, thank you for hopping in. Uh, it's been a long week. Free agent frenzy. It's the best part of the offseason. Now we're going to kind of go throughout, through a wall, but at this point, uh, I was going to save it for a hero, but I'm just going to say it right now, Brownie, excellent job at the dock. Love seeing oh, that. Thanks, dude. Love, love popping in there and just everything's just ready to go. So A plus to you. Um, how's everything going? How's your week? Good. Yeah. Another week, you know, grinding away. We, uh, like I said, free agent frenzy is, is alive and well. Uh, it is, it's like refresh, refresh, refresh. I think, uh, I think Fink said it in the group chat where all the bloggers, he was like that time of year when he just keeps refreshing Twitter or something to that effect. Yeah. Essentially. It's, it's, it's great. And as usual, the Bruins were, you know, I mean, there's all these huge signings everywhere. And I understand they're up against the cap and they can only do so much. But you guys put yourself in that cap mess, not me. And I would really like to have one of those years when it's like Chara, Savard, you know, that was great. But that was how long ago? You know, well, I think I think you guys are also kind of waiting, to, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, in a little bit. Yeah. I think you're kind of waiting to see what Bergeron's going to do. They were conflicting. Yeah, reports, there's been reports. Right? Yeah, there's been reports like that contradict every hour by the same beat writers. No one knows. So, yeah, there was a guy. <laughs> people are so stupid. There was a guy on uh, Facebook complaining that the Bruins, uh, the Bruins had to trade. They the Bruins let Halla walk and then signed uh, Zaka. And they were like, that's just a replacement player. And he got lit up. But I'm like, this is the morons we're dealing with on social media, especially Facebook. Facebook's the worst. But yeah, you're yeah. Facebook is the worst. Sorry. I'm just retweeting our, our channel. Yeah. To see if we can get this out. So, but, um, but yeah, no, it was, I mean, listen, I, it's fun to watch everything. It's fun to see how the landscape in the NHL changes. You can see the shift of power in the conferences and, you know, the divisions and, you know, hopefully it all works out for the Bruins. I'm, you know, eternally optimistic when it comes to them. I mean, as always, aren't we all, yeah. uh, we unless you're, unless you're a devil's Islanders or Philly fan, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get into here in a little bit, but the let's devils, just start off. Devils yeah. are all right. You know, Ah, uh, are they? We're we're, we're gonna go, we're gonna go. Uh, right. uh, Mia Culpa. We're just gonna hop right in. So, right. hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the morning skates Mia Culpas with Cat and Brownie. With Cat and Brownie, I love hearing that every single time. So, Brownie, what did we fuck up last week? So, Daniel Alfredson did not win a cup, but he did win a world championship, the Calder, along with the King Clancy, which is no longer exists, and the Mark Messier Leadership Award to go along with his six All-Stars. So, and that, so those are some pretty good trophies for the mantle. Yeah, and I think I think I saw somewhere that he was he's rated like the best player out of Sweden ever. Um, really? Bill, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's open to interpretation, and everybody's got their you know. But you got to go. Play. You got to go, Lidstrom. Yeah, I guess, but Alfredson, yeah. I mean, Alfredson's I definitely up there. I mean, who do you got? You got Forsberg, Alfredson, Lidstrom, Zetterberg. is too short of a career, right? Zetterberg. Zetterberg. You can make the argument for Zetterberg, too. Zetterberg was great. Lund I mean, you can, put, you can say Lundqvist, dude. Lundqvist was fucking lights yeah. out. Guys. Maybe it was Skater. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. But anyways, uh, Bill Daly's title is the deputy commissioner. That was the word neither one of us could come up with. It, the word is deputy. It was a, it was a long day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's also the NHL legal counsel. So good on Bill Daly for the double dip. Uh, this is this is the a shitty one. 
uh, this was the follow-up on a previous story. Uh, Hockey Canada has announced that they are reopening the investigation into the alleged sexual assault back in 2018. All players are required to cooperate or will immediately be banned from all Hockey Canada events, activities, and programs. Uh, this this took place at a, at a golf tournament. And the woman alleges she was trapped in the room for hours. So not a good look. So good, but good, that that just a, good that they're reopening it and like trying to get to the bottom. Good that Hockey Canada is holding these people to the to the fire as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick Bonus has now couched. Couched, yeah, he's coached. Reading that is reading, pausing right right now. Yeah, Rick Bonus. I just stumbled over the blue line. Uh, Rick Bonus, uh, coached the old and the new Jets, and I don't think anyone ever has ever else has done that. Fun fact, I like that. And the last one from the documentary Unrivaled, the Detroit reporter's name is Bob Wojnikowski. Is that how you say it? He was he's both a reporter and a columnist for the Detroit News, and he's a host on the top rated sports radio in Detroit. And in all the free agent frenzy stuff, we forgot to wish our neighbors to the north. Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada Day, Canadians. Uh, yep, there you go. That list was a little longer than last week. We're going to try to, you know, <laughs> dump down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try to tighten it up. <laughs> uh, all right, let's hop into NHL in the news. Play the music. <laughs> All right, NHL in the news. Actually, before I start, Brownie, get into our group me and tell everybody to retweet this on our Twitter. Um, but we're going to get her going. Uh, Matt Molson, the mutt. I mean, this guy had quite the career. Uh, power play staple, Sabres, Islanders, wherever he was. He ended up being the captain on the AHL team. I remember last year, or was this year, they came out with a cool video about him getting named captain, how much it meant to him. Uh, he retired after 650 games played with the Kings, the Wild, the Islanders, and the Sabres. He notched 176 tucks, 193 apples for 369 points, 122 penalty minutes, and scored 30 goals in three consecutive seasons for the New York Islanders. Uh, Matt Molson, man, he he just a great player, great head of hair on him too. Like very recognizable. You'd see him uh, definitely uses a little bit of that mane and tail. Uh, he was always like whenever the Rangers played him, I fucking hated him, right? Because he was always one of their guys that seemed to always score the goals that they needed. Um, good for him. Well, that's mark of a good player. Yeah, you Cole always hate that one guy who plays against your team, right? Yeah, and you're like, right. oh, I hate that guy. But deep down, what that means is, oh, I'd love to have that guy. Oh, absolutely. He, yeah. I mean, three 30-goal consecutive seasons, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's in a defensive-minded system, too. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, we're going to move to Detroit. Uh, Maz, this one's for you. Detroit, the Eisman or the Eisman plan. Uh, the Eisman plan. The Eisner plan. Derek Lalonde is the head new uh, the new head coach. Lalonde served as assistant under John Cooper for the last four seasons on Tampa. After a long career coaching in the minors and college ranks, after three years at Fair State and five at University of Denver, he won a championship in his first year in the USHL, the United States Hockey League, before working as head coach for two years in the Coast and two years in the AHL. This is his first head coaching job in the NHL. I think at this point, whatever Eisman says, like I'm fully behind. Somebody asked me the other day, who do who do you think the best GM in the league is? And I think give it a couple of years and it's definitely going to, you know, start showing a little bit more in Detroit, but you look at what Eisman did in Tampa and the, in the wagon of the team that they have now. And then what I like about him is he does it his way. When they drafted Mo Sider, everybody was like, what the hell are they doing? Do you remember that they reaction? Of them on TSN, remember? They had no idea. And the kid just won yeah. the call there. So, uh, yeah. 
The other I, thing I'm about Lalonde getting this gig is that it's good to see a fresh face, right? Instead yeah. of the recycle. We talked about that last podcast. It's good to see fresh faces. It's good to get a new voice. And yeah, the more the more new guys in, the better it is because competition makes everything better. And if it's yeah. the same five guys going for the same job every year, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's nice so. to kind of get out of that old cycle of just the same head coaches time and time and time. So shout out to right. him. Congratulations. Sticking with coaches. Uh, this is kind of weird. I, I wonder how many times this has happened. A coach has coached a team to like score the most goals in the NHL playoffs, get them all the way through, get canned and then go right to a, an assistant role. But Andrew Burnett, three-year deal to uh, the devils. He's going to join the coaching staff. as an assistant. I'm telling you right now, this is a low key, great move for the devils. I think so. He, he so f- like you just said, Florida scored the most goals in NHL history. Wasn't it? Is that yeah. what it was? What does New Jersey have trouble doing? <laughs> right yeah, i mean it's a match made in heaven if you think about it if he tweaks the power play i mean if he's a power play specialist you know and he has that offensive mindset it's it's crazy how different coaches have different views on things and he, like listen i i know like oh when i played i know that's the worst thing ever to do on these type of situations but like even coaching high school lacrosse i was offensively minded my buddy who coached he was the d and it's just one it's what you know and what you're comfortable with. And if he if he really is an offensive coach and he can help New Jersey with all their new additions, I mean, come on. And the yeah. huge the young guys have to be psyched to have this guy come in. Not only that, if they don't play that well and they have to fire a head coach, you have a guy right there. Exactly. Right exactly. Who, has, who has experience. So I would agree with you. I'm good with that. Um, we are going to skip this one, I think. And we are gonna go to Colorado. You good with that? Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, I don't really want to get into that. Okay. All right. Uh, Colorado, they promoted Chris McFarland to GM and named Joe Sackick, uh, president of Hockey Ops, not before he made a move for Georgia, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, good for Joe Sackick, win a cup, get a promotion. Yep. Uh, what, what do you got on this? I mean, Colorado. Well, I like the fact that Colorado, listen, you want to, the, the worst thing that happens to Stanley Cup teams is that they get all giddy about everything and they just start handing out these huge fat contracts with no movement clause. You know, Pete Shirelli, I'm looking at you, right? So that's what happens when you win the Cup. This, great. You got another voice. Sackick's still there. McFarland knows what he's doing. And they have the two of them. It's like a two-headed beast to approach things. And that's the, those are the guys. If you want to get stupid with money, those are the guys you get stupid with money. Don't get, don't fall in love with players like offering Kadri 13 million for five years to stay or something like that. Right. This is, and, this is a good move. Smart. And apparently, apparently Colorado is still in the running to get Kadri as of right now. Yeah. He hasn't been signed. Um, this kind of cleared something up for me. I always thought the general manager would be the position. Like that's the head honcho, but the president of hockey apparently is the head of honcho. Kind of yeah. a little confusing. So what is it? The president just gets final say in whatever the GM wants to do, essentially. I think I think like the GM goes to the president to sign off. And if it's a really big ticket, I think the president has to go to the owner. At least that's yeah. here in Boston. I know like Sweeney has to go to Neely. Neely can endorse it to a point, And then he has to go to Jacobs, who have covered themselves in glory once again this year, about a week ago. And we'll get to that in my Bruins thing. All right. Um, moment of silence. Brad Marshman. Uh, he passed away at the age of 53 last week. Father of Mason, who signed with Dallas, he played 17 seasons in the NHL, breaking in as a 16th overall pick for the original Winnipeg Jets. Played 926 games in the show. Uh, had a line of 40, 142 for 182, and 2,307 penalty minutes. That's my kind of guy. 
He yeah. broke the 300 PIM season barrier one time in his career and 200 uh, PIMs twice. Again, my kind of guy. He was known as a rugged, tough defenseman who would stick up for his teammates, wasn't shy about throwing his weight around. He infamously collapsed Mike Gardner's lung with the check. Gardner had to return to Toronto for Edmonton via train and had a legendary feud with Dougie Waite when Waite jumped him for a knee-on-knee hit. Marchman played in the area of the heavyweights, taking on Probert, Domi, LaRock, and Wendell Clark. Uh, if you're If you're watching this, Take two seconds, go on YouTube and look at Wendell Clark's flight videos. It's unbelievable. Um, at the time of his death, Marchman was working for the Sharks, preparing for the upcoming draft. Sucks, but, I mean, what a guy. And, it's, you know, we're going to look at him, and and I think the Sharks are well on their way. I like the fact yeah. that he's took the kind of nice ticket. Everybody took the time to kind of, you know, talk about him at the draft too. So, yeah. Um, yeah that's it's unfortunate. It, it's, it sucks, right? 53 is young, um, especially when, you know. Really he also has a niece, I think, who plays for the uh, the, the Connecticut Whale in the women's league, I believe. Um, just a hockey family. And one of those guys, like, tough, you know, tough. You, he's the guy and a guy, like, you hear Biz Nasty talk all the time about, like, you'd look at the lineup card and be sweating it all day. That's the kind of guy that did that to people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Marchment. So... Uh, Toronto promoted Dr. Haley Wickenheiser to assistant GM last Tuesday. The four-time Olympic gold medalist will work under Kyle Dubas and has been working for the Leafs since tw- uh, 2018. Um, good for her, right? I feel like yeah, her name yeah. showing up almost every week with something new, so we love yeah. to see that. Um, it's been reported by Emily Kaplan that Toronto never made Jack Campbell an offer after the season. There was an initial offer early last season, but nothing after that. <laughs> he ended up going to Edmonton, which we'll talk that's about. That's one of those ones when you're like, I can't. What happens with the Homer fans, because it happens here constantly, is that they're like, Oh, why did he leave us? What, like Curtis Lazar? Why, why did Curtis leave? Well, you know what? <laughs> Curtis is from Vancouver yeah. and maybe he didn't want to be here. He's Cheap the opposite. Deal. Yeah, but he's on the opposite side of the coast from his family. And maybe he came here, he learned, you know, from Bergeron, and he took his talents to Vancouver. Jack Campbell, he maybe didn't want to be in Toronto in that media spotlight. I mean, Edmonton's crazy, but it's a different type of crazy, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I would I would agree with that. I was I was he brought up Lazar, I was shocked when I will get into his contract, but yeah, one million a year for for a spark plug. Um yeah. Duncan Keith decides to hang him up after 17 seasons in the NHL. Played his entire career with Chicago before going to Edmonton for one season. He ended with 1,256 games played, going up. He had 106 goals, 540 assists, 646 points, 675 penalty minutes, was a plus 159. I know a lot of people don't like plus minus. I'm still a fan. Uh, he won three seasons. career, if you can go plus 159 as a defenseman when Chicago <laughs> sucked, yeah, yeah. I mean, him uh, and Seabrook were monsters. Remember that? Yeah, they were, they were huge. Um, he won three cups, two Olympic golds to go along with two Norris trophies and one con Smythe. He was named to the NHL top 100 players and grew up a Bruins fan. First ballot <laughs> hall of famer and the stories about him going out and old man makeup are legendary. Have you heard about that? How he does that? Talk about it. So, you know, like Knoxville on jackass, they go out him and spike Jones. They wear like the old right. makeup. They look like old, older people. Well, I guess Duncan Keith does this. And he's had these like things like professionally made by like, I mean, he got into money. Right. Mm-hmm. And cause he gets mobbed, you know, so he gets to go out in that. And I guess he does it fairly often. And he talked about it on an interview. I don't remember. It, I don't know if it was spitting chicklets. I don't know where it was, but I remember hearing about it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. That. Just to, yeah. But that's the kind of thing like, Oh, I'm going to buy Twitter. Right. That's no, you dress up as an old man. And when you're famous and go out and have some fun, that's fun. 
right? You know? <laughs> throw, a, throw a couple of open skates and just tool on people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This was one of my favorite things of the week. Uh, I agree. Mike, Mike Greer is the new GM of the San Jose Sharks, and it didn't take him long to really get things going. They had a young kid, Dolan. They didn't qualify him. And this is this is a quote. There's certain there's a certain type of player. Uh, there's a certain type of profile of player. Things that we're looking for to make this team that I would like it to be. He doesn't really fit the profile right now. He followed up and said it all starts with competitiveness. It doesn't always mean that they have to be the biggest guy in the room, but it's got to be a high level of competitiveness and hardness. You'll probably start to see a little bit more of that coming to the organization. That's the nicest way possible of calling somebody a pussy. Yep. Right. So I read that and we talked about that, you know, not in the podcast. We talked about that offline and how, how that you're fired up, right? If you're there, especially like, let's go back to Curtis Lazar. If you're a Curtis Lazar type of player, right? Bottom or middle six, work your bag off every shift, play the body, penalty kill, four check, right? That's what you want to hear from your GM. You're like, you are going to fill this team with guys like me, but with better hands, right? Yeah. That's what, that's what you're hoping for. So, and I, we're going to get to each team and what they did in free agency, but what does that say about Brent Burns? Yeah, but at the same time, I know they, I, I know they had to free up contract stuff, the contracts, know, and, they're kind of rebuilding right now. He's really yeah. trying to re- reshape and retool. And they got uh, Stephen Lorenz, who's a hell of a player, if he's gotten you, up from that. you hear Brent Burns' comments about it going to like Carolina? He's pumped about going to Carolina because he's like a fitness freak and all this stuff. And but he, he said that sort of re- it renewed and woke up something in him that's been dormant for a long time. And, you know, I'm not that's not his exact quote, but that's basically what he was saying. And I'm like, well, if he was just kind of going through the motions the last couple of years, I'm sure Greer saw that. Yeah, but he also kind of came out and said that he respected the way that Greer told him and that yeah. and it came from a guy who had been there and done that kind of a thing. Yeah. I thought it was a peaceful breakup that I didn't yeah, no, I, I'm just, one way or the other. Listen, I'm just I'm, I'm all about starting chaos on other teams. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh the Coachella Valley Firebirds, the HL for this uh Seattle Kraken and fired Jessica's Campbell as an assistant coach, the first woman behind the bench in the AHL. Shout out to her, stick taps. Yep. Uh, St. Louis per reports, Blues are apparently looking to move Tory Krug. Uh, so this is in here for my buddy Jr., who I skate with, because he and I have had a long-standing back and forth about how he. I'm a big Colin Miller guy, and he's always been a Tory Krug guy. And I'm like, I would half of Colin Miller for one whole Tory Krug, and we've had this debate for years. So I don't know. Colin Miller just signed a new deal, and the Blues are not happy with Krug. So. Stick that in your ass, JR. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Arizona, 20 of their first 24 games next year on the road. They played just two home games in both October and November. There's no Saturday night home games during the uh, college season, but there is one in December during Christmas break. Dude. (sighs) The Coyotes, man. At least they're a young team. They can go party at freaking Arizona State. They're going to have a good time. It's, it's, I mean, this is, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, that's Coyotes hockey. Uh, <laughs> the Kings have hired – oh, boy. I don't Wanna know. Do it? Yes. Manon Rayom. She uh, was a goalie for, for Tampa Bay back in the day, yeah. Phil Esposito uh, brought her up. Hockey ops and prospect advisor. Big big week for women in hockey, huh? Mm-hmm. like to see that. Um, quick little tidbit. Edmonton next year, they're going to go back to the classic royal blue and white jerseys. I'm taking full credit for this because if you remember when they had playoffs, 
when we were talking back and forth and I'm like, every time they roll out in those navies, they lose. And they did. And I was on it, very vocal about it. Clearly, someone's been listening. McDavid, you're welcome. David, you're welcome. It's uh, one of the best jerseys in NHL history. The the yeah. original the original jersey. It's it's lights out. Yeah, no, it is. And I think they need some good juju. So yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens there. Yarmir Yager sent an open message to NHL GMs yesterday. I am also a free agent once again. 6'3", 50 years old, slow but strong in good hands. Can bring experience and like to play only home games. Call me anytime. Also, as the owner of a hockey club in Czech, I'm looking to sign a defenseman. No jokes. So. Dude, Yager is the the gift that does not stop giving. He's he's unreal, man. I I just I wish he was younger so he could keep playing. But he is still playing. He had to buy a team to do it, but he's still playing. Yeah, but, like, yeah, but playing, playing. I know, I know. Your boy Billy Garen. This whole Dude. Cam Talbot thing was quite the mess. So uh, this is awesome, though. Time for a two-year deal. Specifically, Cam Talbot and his agent, George uh, Bazos, who was quoted, we both, he and Talbot, have stayed our position. Billy has a lot to think about. He was unaware that nobody puts Billy in a corner. I don't have shit to do. Cam Talbot's under contract. George can say whatever the hell he wants. My team's set right now, and that's the way it goes. We can have all the discussions we want. Cam's a member of our team. We really like Cam. All we're trying to do is win. Did he really say that? I didn't see that. Yeah, that was his quote. So no I feel like I feel like Billy Garen snapped a little bit. And when he goes, my team's set right now, and that's the way it goes. And at that point, he was like, Whew, no <laughs> And then he goes, we can all have discussions we want. Cam's a member of our team. And then he kind of, yeah. you know, softened it up a little bit. But listen, fuck these agents. I, I wish more GMs talk like that. True. Although, if I'm Cam Talbot, I feel the same way. A hundred percent. I can see. This is one of those ones you get both sides of it. They ink flurry, yeah. and Talbot's like, what the fuck? But hey, it all worked out. But gotta love Billy G. I yeah, mean, Billy G. the fans. If you're not a fan of his as a Minnesota fan, then you should not be able to allowed to watch the Wild. And maybe he snapped because he has some other drama going on right now. Curl the mm-hmm. thrill. He's apparently wanted in Russia for allegedly buying a fake military ID in 2017. Neither the U.S. or Russia are currently aware. Did of you say allegedly? Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. uh, when the arrest of Ivan Fedotov was the first reported, Kaprizov was reported to have returned to the U.S., but now reports are that he was denied entry via Dubai and later the Caribbean. Latest rumors have him holed up in Turkish cake, Turk and Caicos. Uh, There's something about the visas now. There's something about the visas where they're, it's I, – I, listen, I don't know any of this stuff. I didn't even know you could get a passport card until I went to Canada. I don't know any about any of this stuff, but he there's some type of visa that is available to them when the season starts, but it's not available now. And that's, I think, the holdup, if I can dumb it down. They got to get him back. Yeah, for, sure. sure for his safety, for nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Um, Wayne Gretzky reached out to Shane Wright after uh, he dropped to Seattle at fourth overall in the NHL draft. Don't worry about a kid. I didn't go first overall either. The great one specifically requested Wright's number to make sure he was in the right headspace after the draft. I love that shit. Yeah. Like, that's that's cool. He didn't have to do that. And Wayne Gretzky's calling his phone like, and Shane yeah. Wright, if, if, if he has any sort of compete level, that kid's going to light shit up because being well, like, we'll the get through, we go through the teams, here. but uh, I think Shane Wright, I think Shane Wright makes the squad coming out of camp. Yeah, I think so easily. Him and Matty Berniers, which is another great player, young yeah. American. So, uh, with the draft, uh, three Canadians were selected in the first 21 picks and played together prior in a different sport. Connor Geeky, Dento, Natechuk, and Owen Pickering played together on the U13 championship in 2017. 
uh, Arizona sent their team to the draft wearing iridescent, yeah, blue suits with linings showing off the Arizona logo. The players wear the same sweater. We can wear the same suits. Uh, wow, dude. Um, Slav- I'm not even gonna try the first one. I think it's Gerard Slav Slav Kavoski. Maybe was selected first overall by Montreal and became the first Slovakian player to be drafted first and received the FaceTime call from Zdeno Char, the legend himself, at the draft. Yep. Uh, people were oohing and on about that. Uh, I thought it was kind of funny. They had Megan Chaika Ch- Ch- there, and literally every time she said they were going to pick somebody, they didn't pick it. So shout out to her and her <laughs> spreadsheets. Uh, Tampa Bay Lightning pick Isaac Howard, after being selected 31st overall, came out in an all-white suit, blue turtleneck, and USA flag belt buckle. I think I'm the best looking guy here, so I decided to be the best dressed too. I was Listen, if there's not more a Tampa Bay fucking player than this chooch, good Christ. That's a kid. Like if I was in his draft, I'd be like, I'm running this kid first chance I get. I love that. The US Buffalo is what did it for me, man. Yeah, I'm all aboard that train. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> and then Bruce Boudreaux was surprised was by his great. current favorite WWE star Kevin Owens. It was during NHL network hit with host Jackie Redmond. She's awesome. Who also does work with WWE. Boudreaux, he did go all fanboy. He ignored the draft questions entirely and peppered Owens with his questions. So, yeah. Uh, and Owens, the, I'm pretty sure, he's a Canadian guy. Yeah. So, the least surprising thing of the entire NHL draft is that Boost Boudreaux loves WWE. <laughs> like that. That's like a. That's like the the odd, the odds on favorite on any kind of betting site. Just him and his Hagen Dazs just crushing yeah. WWE Raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, free agent frenzy time. About to break down all the teams. First so, up, so 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 hold on before we get into this. I don't I don't know if you should read every single thing. No, I I'll, 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 I'll go for the main points. But you could talk about both the guys or whatever, like for Anaheim. But I put in asterisks of the bigger hits or okay. or important stuff. I'm good with that. All right. Uh, the Ducks, Ryan Strom, five years, $5 million. Uh, I just want to say this. He was a great Ranger. Was it five for five? Is that what it was? It wasn't five reported. Five. Yeah. He, uh, guy battled, battled through yep. injury. Uh, he put up points with Panarin. He would fight after that Wilson game. He was one of the, I think he fought Lars Eller. Um, the guys in the room loved him. For every, he got a lot of hate for missing empty nets, and I get it. And if you look, he probably missed like 20 empty nets. So, I, I mean, really? I get that. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, but too easy when there's no goalie. He was a great Ranger, man. He's definitely going to get a tribute video for sure. I have nothing but good things to say about him. I'm glad we didn't re sign him. I'm glad he went and got, got a bag out in Anaheim. I think he's going to be good for Trevor Zegers and the young the young kids that they have there because he's a pro. Yep. He, he knows it the right way. If you look at it, dude, he was drafted by the Islanders, went to the Oilers, got traded for, uh, for the Rangers for Ryan Spooner, and just – I don't know. I, I have nothing but good things to say about him. Speaking of getting the bag, Frankie Vetrano, the Springfield rifle, three years, yep. 10.95. That's 3.65 a year. He played great, lights out for the Rangers. I'm okay with both of them going to the Ducks. It's great for the Ducks. I mean, it's those are two great pickups for the Ducks. I think so. With a team that's not really competing, competing, these are guys that you can put in your lineup. They're going to score goals, and they're good to have in the room. So yep. they, they, you know, show the guys the right way to play. You know, they both play two hundred feet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Arizona, they got Nick Bustad, Josh Brown, uh, Bakanji Emma, John yeah. Gillies, and uh, they got Zach Cassian from Edmonton. Uh, 
a first, uh, two, 2022 first, 24 third, and a 25 second for a 2022 first round pick. That was a lot. Um, Cassian is going to light up ASU. That's, I wish we could just kind of watch him. How angry is Zach Cassian? He, he's probably pissed because, like, the whole cup chances go out the window. But, like, if you're not yeah. going to win a cup, there's a lot of teams that aren't going to win a cup. I wouldn't mind playing at Arizona State. And so, I think uh, Arizona is a no state tax, too, I believe. Yeah. Um, so that's your Bruins, soften the blow a little bit. Your Bruins uh, signed A.J. Greer two years, 1.52, with a 7.62.5 cap hit. And they, requi- they acquired Pavel Zach in a trade for Eric Halla. I thought Eric Hall was the best second line center of the league. So I was pretty confused when I saw this, but. Uh, well, I think this is a classic case of, I mean, listen, I'm trying to make the best of it. Right. Cause I liked Hall's game, but I think this is a classic case of trading, get, selling an asset high and buying an asset low. Yeah. Right. And it's also, it's going to come down to uh, Zaka's uh, RFA. So they got to sign him. They don't have a whole lot of cap space. And a big body, he's – I mean, he's got like eight inches on Hala. Yeah. And he's physical, Play can play on the edge a little bit. He's also uh, weirdly um, like best buds with uh, Zaboral. They've been friends since they were like four years old. And he already lives in Boston because um, Brian Boyle and Jimmy Hayes, when they were on the Devils, convinced him to come up and train up here. So he already is familiar with the area, which has got to make it an easier landing. And listen, he can play both wings and center. So depending on what happens with uh, Bergeron and Krejci, it's a good depth piece. You and also like have Mar- you also have Martian out until November. So that I mean, no, I understand. Have, yeah, he can move, move to a wing. wing. He can move to a wing. Yeah, and so could Halla. And listen, I, I like you said about Strom. I mean, Halla wasn't here as long, but he played great when they he did everything they asked him to do. He got he got health bombed once, and it certainly woke him up. And, you know, he had a great second half, and I wish him nothing but the best. You know, New Jersey's got quite a good team going. And I think if if uh, this is one of those ones, it's like a scratch ticket. If it hits, you know, it could be great. Do you have more Bruins talk to talk about? Yeah, when we get to the Bruins, you know, like okay. when you do your – after you do your Rangers stuff. Okay. It's going to be uh, mostly me venting, but sure. <laughs> the Sabres got Eric Comrie, Ilya Levushkin. Uh, Victor Olsson, two years, 9.5. That's 4.75 cap hit. Malcolm Subban and Craig Anderson's coming back for another year. So they got smart. Yeah. I think they I, I think they had a smart, I think they had a smart free agency. They they have three goalies competing for the spot that Devin Levy is gonna take, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, if everything goes according to plan. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I hate to see Killer go, but you know, he might have wanted out. So yeah. Uh, Calgary, Nikita Zadorov, two years, 7.5, 3.75 million cap hit. Trevor Lewis and Kevin Rooney ended up going to Calgary. Kevin right. Rooney, fourth line center for the Rangers. I was there without him. I mean, he fought. So, good, good, good I think they'll love him in Calgary. Yeah. If he, can stay, if he can stay healthy, they'll love him. But I feel like this, <laughs> there's not a lot of love in Calgary right now, but yeah. we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, Carolina, they got Andre Kasha, uh, Stefan Nosen, and they got Brett Burns. Uh, from the Sharks, they gave up Lorenz for him, and they got Matt's Pacioretty, uh, for nothing because Vegas is, I mean, in shambles. So, Vegas, honestly, it, it is the owners like fantasy hockey. Yeah, it's unbelievable the amount of stuff. Like, someone had the whole timeline of draft picks and everything else they did, and it was like they just gave away, like, with the Suzuki deal, you know, uh, it's crazy. 
Mm-hmm. But they just print money in Vegas, so. I don't think anybody's chirping Vegas if they want a cop. And I think that's what they tried to do. And now they're like, yeah. oh, fuck, we didn't want a cop. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, when you push, when you go all in, you lose. It stings, right? Yeah. Chicago got Con Blackwell. I think that's a good pickup. Alex Stalock, Andreas Athenasiu. Max Domi went there for a year. They got Peter Morazic. Uh, they traded Kirby Doc to the Montreal Canadiens for a first. And they, uh, oh my God, they got rid of Alex to bring it for a seventh, 39th overall, and a 20, 2024 third round pick. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're rebuilding their rebuild. Like, I've never seen somebody try to rebuild by trading a 24-year-old 40-goal score. It makes no sense to me. The only thing that makes sense is that they're trying to just piss off Taze and Kane enough that they ask for trades. Like, that makes sense if that's what their goal is. They're in shambles. Hate to see it. Um, Jenkins got out at the right time, buddy. (laughs) Jenkins jumping ship. Uh, Colorado. Arturi Lekkinen, five years, 22.5. Josh Manson, four years, 18 mil. They brought back Darren Helm. Valerie Nishkushkin, eight years, 49 mil. J.B. McDonald, Andrew Cogliano. They traded traded for Alex Georgiev. They gave up a 20-22 third, fifth, and a uh, 2023 third. Then they signed him to a three-year, $10.2 million cap. They won't win a cup again. Not for a while. I don't think. Well, they don't have a goalie. And if they're convinced that Georgiev is going to be their goalie, I don't know what they're watching. If you take away Georgiev, right? Take away that part of this. Everything they did was lights out. Because look at the cap. Yeah, but I don't even know if if they're – how are they going to bring back Kadri with all that? I don't – I don't think they're going to be able to. And like, think about money. Bowen Byram's going to end up having to end up getting a, getting a deal. McCarr's making a ton of money. McKinnon, Landeskog, like yeah. they have a ton of people making a lot of money on this team. Now. But if you look, see how this is the key. See how it's five, four, one, eight, two, one. There's not a lot at the same time. That's the key is to stagger it. But they and gave Nishushin pretty much a Chris Kreider contract. And Chris Kreider just scored 52 goals this year. And Nishushin, he had a yeah. really good playoff, but I well, they're hoping. Hard. Their whole, I see, yeah, you know, I, I get your argument. I, I just don't. They're hoping that's that's the baseline for them now. I guess. We'll yeah, the Georgiev one. I think you got in my head, and I think he's horrible now because of you. But I, horrible. I mean, maybe they see something more. Uh, good luck. <laughs> um, Columbus Blue Jackets, in my opinion, had the best deal and the worst deal in the entire free agent frenzy. Best deal: Johnny Gaudreau, seven years, sixty-eight point two five. It's a nine point seven five million dollar cap hit. He left like $15 million on the table in Calgary. He left money yep. on the table in New Jersey. So in my opinion, the biggest free agent on the market you got for less money than other teams are going to give him. And you have a superstar on your team. To me, that's your, that's, that, that's yep. the best deal. The worst deal, Erica Branson, four years, $4 million a year for, our, for uh, yeah, so 16 mil total. They announced this on, I forget what I was watching. And they thought it was for a million dollars a year. And they're like, oh, yeah, good. And then when they found out it was four for four, they were like, wait, what? So do you think – so Governor was first, right? That was before Gaudreau. Yes. So it had to have been – listen, I'll bring Johnny. Just give me the four. I don't know. You don't – why not? Why is that out of the realm of possibility? It could be. <laughs> it could be. Even Johnny Gaudreau getting fried online right now, but like – if he well, didn't like, want to live in Canada, don't live in Canada. It's up to him. It's not up to you. I understand why fans are pissed because it's like, why did they tell me sooner? Well, I the get other it. Thing, 
we talked about Yumi and Hal when we were texting. I honestly think that could be part of it. He, if he goes home to New Jersey, Philly, Long Island in his home area, right? The Rangers, any, any of those four, the pressure on him is immense, right? And he's under a spotlight all the time. And everybody's going to be up his ass all the time for tickets, this, that, and the other thing. He's now close enough home, right? He's like, what, eight hours from his folks yeah. and stuff? He's close enough. He's playing under no pressure. And he's probably going to walk around Columbus and no one's going to know who the hell he is. Yeah. And he grew up in South Jersey. So most people from South Jersey are Flyers fans. He grew up a Flyer fan. I grew Did up a Ranger. Did Chuck Fletcher? Did I forget that in the NHL part? Did you see what Chuck Fletcher said? Yeah. Essentially, that he, he, uh, it'd be too difficult to make a move for him, which was insane. It was um, like, that's your job. Did but we skip that somehow? Did we talk what, about that? No. But what, but what, the point I'm trying to make, I grew up a Rangers fan. Obviously, I'm not in the NHL, but if I was in the NHL and I had big deals from the Islanders and the Devils, and then the same kind of big deal for a team not that far away, I'm not playing for the Islanders or the Devils. So I don't know if that right. kind of goes into it, but it might. Well, so here's the thing from Chuck Fletcher. We just skipped it somehow. Uh, GM Chuck Fletcher said, "Quote: He didn't go after Gaudreau because he would listen to this, because he would have he would have had to have moved multiple contracts to get enough cap space, and that it would have been that's your job." <laughs> the morning state difference, guys. We are back. A uh, little bit of technical difficulties, but what we were talking about with the whole Chuck Fletcher thing, Brownie's about to lose his shit. So, Brownie, keep going. Listen, Chuck Fletcher with the fucking most, what do you always say, soy boy fucking statement ever. It, it was like, oh, my job's hard. Is basically what he's saying about why we didn't go after, not we, the Flyers. All right, so <laughs> for all the Bruins fans who may be watching or listening or whatever, however you consume this, and you're pissed about Don Sweeney, at least Don Sweeney's not standing up and saying, oh, my job's too hard. Fuck you, Chuck Fletcher. No wonder there's people going to the development camp with signs saying fire Fletcher. I don't blame them at all. Yeah. Unbelievable. No, I, I, that was the worst fucking thing. That's on par with uh, what's the coach of the Leafs? The coach? Not, uh, Sheldon Keith. Yeah, that's on par with him saying, well, everybody's saying that we've really – we have the respect now when we lose. That's on the same fucking level of things you don't want to hear from your coach or GM. No, and I I, I, w- I would agree with that. And we're, we'll get into Chris Dur- would Chris Drury ever say something like that? No. That, of course not. Like, oh, it's it's too hard to move contracts. Like, that's your job. That's <laughs> and that's your gig. Yeah. Can you, I can't imagine going to work tomorrow and they, like, tell me to do something. It's like, nah, I'm not feeling that, man. That's too much work. Hey Brownie, could you build us this? You know, I know we're I'm a contractor, but that's just that's just too hard. I'm sorry. No, I can't. Yeah, ain't gonna work out. But uh, so for me, I think Columbus. They they also signed uh, Adam Boquist three years, seven point eight, and Jonas Carbasala for a year, one point three mil. Um, my buddy uh, Jimbo. I don't know if he's listening or not, but I met him out when I lived in Nashville. He's on my hockey team. He's from Columbus. And hit me up immediately. He's like, Johnny fucking hockey. And it was mad. It was hilarious. It was supposed to be Islanders, Devils, the whole thing. And then out of nowhere, Columbus showed up. Um, I think, uh, was it NRD? That was like, don't be surprised if it's someone that we have. And I, I think it. he had the receipts. I, 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 I love NRD. I think it was him. Um, and shout out. There's like a Devils fan. Uh, like it's like Jesper Bratz, something, something, something. He has a lot of followers and a huge Devils guy. 
And Frankie Borelli, when Panarin was a free agent, oh, uh, tweeted Panarin will be an Islander, and this guy said Gaudreau will be a devil. Just doesn't work that way, boys. So, uh, but we're gonna move on. Dallas Fink, if you're listening, this one's for you. Chiller, Colin Miller, two years, three point seven mil. Mason Marchment, four years, eighteen mil. Scott Wedgwood, two years, two mil. And Dennis Gorianov for two point nine. I don't really know what Dallas is doing, but I think that Marchment kid's tough as shit. I liked his game a lot. And listen, and Col- Colin Miller is gonna. Colin Miller can replace most of what Klimberg does. Yeah. yeah. So. I love Colin Miller. The, the Bruins should have protected him back when Vegas did the expansion draft. I've loved yeah. him ever since. Yeah. Great player. Great player. Uh, the eyes are playing. Uh, David yeah. Perron, two years, 9.5. I think this is a great pickup. This this yep. might be my favorite pickup of free agent frenzy because this is a guy – I know you and I don't particularly care for him because he's never really played on our team. He's going to be great for a young locker room. Yep. He's, he's yep. going to be great. 100%. Uh, Kubelik, two years, five mil. Ben Sherratt, I, I mean, if you guys remember, I tried convincing myself he was going to go to the Rangers at the deadline, got drunk and just watched his hockey fights. Uh, four, <laughs> four years, 19 mil. Ole Mata, a year for 2.25. Andrew Kopp, five years, 28.13. He was a great Ranger, produced when he needed to. Thought it was interesting. He pretty much said the Rangers didn't really talk to him or offer him anything. So that was that was a little weird, right? I think the Rangers knew their guy. I think they knew who they were yep. going to go after. We'll yep. talk back in a bit. Yep. And uh, Billy Huso, uh, three years, 14.25. Detroit's starting to put their pieces together. I still don't think yeah. they're anywhere near a playoff team, but they're working on it, which you like to see. And plus, you have, in my opinion, the best GM in the league. It was All a good right. day for Mads, for sure. Yeah. Edmonton, Greg McKay, get the fuck out of New York. I never had to I see put him on there. I don't know the terms because there was no information. It just said they signed it was, like a, it was, it was a two year, two way contract guaranteed like 300,000. Good for you. Greg. He was the only the only two-way contract I put on this whole thing just to get this reaction from you. So happy. Uh, Brett Kulak, four years, 11 mil. Jack Campbell, five years, five mil. Evander Kane, four years, 20.5 at a $5.13 million cap. Again, they traded Cassian. Let's talk about a couple things. Jack Campbell. I still don't think this has got this is the answer for a goalie in Edmonton. Like I still well, don't like I close my eyes and I'm trying to picture Edmonton lifting the cup. It's Connor McDavid and he hands it to and it's not Jack Campbell. Well, let me ask you this. They're significantly closer than they were at this point last year. Oh, yeah. And Mike Smith, I yeah. guess, isn't playing next year. He's, he's that hurt. He's done. I think he's done. Yeah. Him and Duncan Keith freed up the room. Him and Duncan Keith freed up the room for Evander Kane and Jack Campbell, basically. Yeah. And they had to bring Evander Kane back. And yeah. talk about being Evander Kane. Out. Evander Kane took – I think he took less money to go back there. Yeah, I, mean, I think he was appreciative. Maybe he's finally getting it, right? He played he had that one moment against Kadri, right? But other than that, he was a model citizen. That Him signing at Edmonton for Evander Kane couldn't have gone any better than it did for him. Exactly. Like, in terms of, like, the fans appreciated him. Yep. He played lights out. He stayed out of the shit for the most part, right? Yep. How many times is that going to happen if he goes somewhere else? So to me, well, there's nothing to do with Edmonton either. <laughs> I think that's the smart thing. And he he was interviewed the other day, and he came out and he said every year he was in Winnipeg, he demanded a trade, which makes pretty a lot of sense when you see that one picture of him walking by and Dustin Bufflin. Oh, of Bufflin, yeah, I love that picture. Yeah, yeah. all time picture. Uh, Florida, Nick Cousins for two years, Colin White for a year, and the Stahl brothers. Eric Stahl is uh, PTO, one year, seven point, or 750, and Mark Stahl, one year, 750. I think Florida's done. but I think so, but the Stahls, hey, I think it's cool that they got to go play again together. Uh, Phoenix, Copley, Copley, LA Kings, one year, 825K, North Pole. I don't know why we put He's North from Pole. the North Pole. 
I just think that's so cool. He's from the North Pole. That's why I put him in there. He's saying his goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Lemieux, one year, 1.35. Carl Grundstrom, two years, 2.6. Adrian Kempe, four years, 22. And Kevin Fiala, seven years, 55.13. You know, you look at what the Kings have done. They won their cups, right? And then they kind of went through this, like, weird, like, they're there, but they're not there. Then they kind of rebuilt on the fly, kind of like the Rangers did. Now they're adding more pieces. I like this for LA, right? Yep. I mean, I, I think this makes them a better team. So Kempe's um, a dynamic player. Yeah, he's really good. Very and underrated. going to take some of the burden off of uh, Do- Doughty. So. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Minnesota, Zane McIntyre, one year, 750. Marc-Andre Fleury, two years, seven mil. Jacob Middleton, three years, 7.35. Connor Duar, two years, 1.6. And they required Philip Gustafson for that Cam Talbot deal. Their biggest thing, get Kirill the thrill back. And just, yep. you know, boldly keep developing those young guys. Zuccarello. Zane McIntyre one is kind of interesting because he was a Bruins property until, you know, they brought in Omar and Swayman showed up, right? Uh, he was a good goalie. Uh, he's 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 sound technically. He he's got the right mental attitude, and the chance for him to go there and to play behind Flurry could they could have hit something here. It's another it's another scratch ticket type deal, you know. Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, Montreal locked up their number one pick uh, entry yep. level contract. Otto he actually gonna... he may make the squad as well coming out. Him and Ray. Make, I think he'll make the squad. Uh, Otto Lesson in one year. Chris Weidman, two years, 1.52. They got Kirby Doc, a little bit extra strength down the middle. And they acquired the 13th overall pick and the 98th overall pick for Alexander Romanov. I have no idea what they gave up on him. Yeah. I don't know. Montreal, so there's it's listen, I'm the worst guy to talk about Montreal as a Boston fan, right? Because I would just like to see that franchise never do anything. But it's it makes the it, like we talk about Philly. It makes the NHL uh, better when Montreal is re- relevant. Yeah. So I, you know I, I, they're yeah. trending in the right direction, but yeah, I don't know that Romanoff thing is is questionable. I mean, me. they essentially gave up Romanoff for Doc, and maybe they think there's more importance with them having like Suzuki and Doc down the middle. But um, Smashville, Philip Forsberg, eight years, eight point five. I like to see this for for Nashville. They locked up their dude. They need somebody there to play hockey. Um, I'm good with that. That he's their That's guy. That's a big ticket, man, for him. He's pretty fucking good, dude. It's not my money, though. I don't care. Right. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Lazan, four years, eight mil at a two million dollar cap hit, and Kevin Lincoln, one year, one point yep. five. They didn't really do much, but I, I mean, that's Nashville, kind of a, a smaller yep. market team, and they're gritty. Um, yep. Brendan Smith, two years, two point two, going to the Devils. I think this is good for Smitty. He was interviewed today, and he was talking about how it was kind of his job to help the young Rangers defenseman literally take his job. I thought that was kind of a cool sentiment to him. Which, I remember which him. is actually what every veteran's job is, but not many veterans embrace it like he did, which no. uh, that speaks to his character. At, Cause he, listen, it's like, there's an, there's enough jobs, right? He's going to f- catch on somewhere and mm-hmm. to have the professionalism to be like, yeah, listen, I'm giving back to the game. That's been good to me. Someone did that for him. So he's not somebody else. And I think that's the right way to handle it. I mean, that being said, I don't know what I would do if I was in his position. Right. But you know, I would hope I, mean, I would handle it like that. It's me. He's a legend. He, I mean, he yeah. was the one who drove Capo to the rink every day and shit like that. So um, devil's got a good one. They got Eric Hall. We talked about that for Pavel yep. Zaka. They acquired uh, Vitek Vanacek and a 20 
22-40th overall pick for the 2022 35th and 70th picks. And they just locked up Andre Plot five years, 30 mil, $6 million cap hit. I think this is kind of their backup has plan. Booth for te- has, uh, has Boother been texting you? No, I well, I texted him today actually. Uh, if you're a Devils fan, listen to this. Check out our guy Booth. Um, I fucking hate him because he's a Devils fan and he, he just pisses me off, but he does really good writing. I would like to yeah, see him. He does a really good job. He does, he does a great job. If I'm a Devils fan, I'm definitely following what he has. And I, I would talk to him a little bit today, trying to help him out and get his shit in front of more people because like his blogs are good. His blogs yeah. are really good. He knows what he's talking about. So if you guys get a chance, if you're a Devils fan, check him out. The Islanders, well, they got Romanov, and that's it. Sucks to suck, Islanders. I loved seeing this as a Rangers fan. Um, let me tell you what. So Johnny Gaudreau, he could have picked Philly, but the GM said it was too hard. He could have picked the Devils, and seeing Jack Hughes and Johnny Gaudreau playing together would have been really fun, American, young, but it would have been a smaller kind of thing. If I'm Johnny Gaudreau and I'm trying to win a cup, I'm either going back to Calgary or I'm signing with the Islanders. If you look at the Islanders, the Islanders have always kind of been that one – you know, game changer away. I mean, Barzell's there, but they never, they need that one dude. And he would have been, I had nightmares thinking Johnny hockey was going to the Island. I was like, this is going to fucking suck. That one made sense to me, but I, I don't think he's lose type of player. Right. Isn't that the mm-hmm. whole, one of the knocks, <coughs> but I mean, I think his best, his best opportunity to win a cup was either Calgary or the Rangers. Yeah, but he wasn't going to go to the Rangers. No, I'm just saying out of the teams that were linked to him, Right. Oh, those no, were- Rangers weren't linked to Gaudreau. Well, oh, that was just you. No, I no, I Patty Kane. Patty Kane was the guy I was talking oh, about. That's what it is. All right. Speaking <laughs> of Rangers, let's talk about what it. Here. Like dream. <laughs> Euro lock one year, one point five five. The Rangers finally got a capable backup goalie. I love seeing this. Um, and a guy who like dominated the Rangers every time he got to play against them. His numbers have gone down a little bit, but he was playing for Vancouver, who isn't like the best. He was he was Are a staple. Yeah. Yeah. He was a staple in Boston. I mean, he was really good for you guys back when it was him yep. and Tuca. So well, go look up what he did in Montreal. I mean, the guy's <coughs> nasty. Yeah. And like we talked about offline, this is the guy who can teach Igor how to balance out the whole craziness of it. Because he mm-hmm. played in Montreal, which is a rabid fan base. You know, it's nice to have like some experience there. You know, yeah, I mean? someone to talk to, you know, I'm sure. So, all right, go ahead. Continue. I have a question for you when you're done. Uh, well, just really quick. Uh, Halak played 35 games against the Rangers and went 24-9 uh, with a 2.33 goals against and a 9.27 save percentage. Thank God I don't have to see that anymore. Yep, can't beat uh, him, get him. Rangers got their guy, Vinny Trocek. Uh, seven years, which is a lot, 6.25. Or five wait, it's five point six three. Five point six three. I apologize. Um I'm 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 good with this. I mean, he was one of Carolina's best players in the playoffs. He's been on the podcast. Shout out to him. Um Ryan Strum did what he did with Panarin still to put up points. Now you're putting a better center with him, a guy who's gonna be more physical. He's gonna go in, he's gonna get the puck, he's gonna do things. If you kind of take a look really quick. Ryan Strom had 41 hits last season. Trocheck had 185. That's 144 additional hits coming for the for the center ice for the Rangers. So that's good. You put him on line with Capo. He likes to protect the puck, explode out of the corners. I think he's just going to be great. I mean, he can win faceoffs. I think he's a 54% of the dot last year, which the Rangers definitely needed help in. Um, and again, he, he was like the best player for Carolina when I was watching. He was a guy who was kind of stirring the pot uh, the whole time he was out there. So, 
Definitely good stuff. Sammy Blay, one year, 1.52. Uh, they signed Ryan Carpenter too. So now this is kind of like a lower level depth deal for them. Um, they weren't able to bring back Tyler Mott because of all the cap issues and shit like that. But this guy really good at the dot. He can, uh, he wins faceoffs. He He's great. Brownie, we lost him again, this guy. Amateur hour. Um, but I, in my opinion, I think he's going to be fucking really, really good. He's going to uh, compete with that Swede that they just signed for the fourth line center role. For me, I think the Rangers had like a, a B- I don't know, B plus, A minus off season. Uh, Brownie's back, amateur hours over. But it's pretty, it's good. They got rid of Georgiev. They got three picks. Louis Domingue, they got they brought him for like AHL goaltending. For me, the Rangers, B plus, A minus off season. I'm happy with everything that they did. This is my question for you. Do you think that Philip Forsberg is worth three million more a year than Vincent Trocek? I think so, yeah. Do you? All right. I don't. Yeah, but that, if Philip Forsberg, Nashville needs him. Like, bad. no, I understand. I understand. It's it's it all fits in whatever case you're in. But Trocheck seems like a big ticket. But then you compare it to some of these other deals, and I'm like, that's a great deal for the Rangers. Yeah, and their second line center is locked up for yeah. under six million dollars a year for a exactly. while. Yeah, um, and it, it, it's great because I mean, you put them up there, and they're going to be offensive. If you need to lock shit down, he's 54% of the dot, like I said earlier. He he is, and he plays with that grit. He plays with that fuck you type game, which is exactly what the Rangers did. The Rangers, they used to just kind of get like these fucking bums that were tough and kind of put them in the lineup. Now they're getting people with skill that are tough in the lineup. And well, it's, it's become really more of a destination as well. Yeah. So uh, for me, I'm, okay with, I'm good with Vinny Trocek. Again, he's been on the podcast. If you get a chance, check it out. That's back when he was on Carolina. He just joined Carolina. It's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of uh, webs connected to Gallant too, which I think makes it right. Different. So Ryan Carpenter played with Gallant when he was in Vegas. Vinny Trocek played when he was in Florida. That's a good point, Brownie. You put all this shit together, you're gonna have a healthy Sammy Blay for a full year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Hopefully, you have a, you have a healthy Capo Capo who people forget he was out for a while with a, with a broken wrist. Vitaly yep. Kratsov, young kid who's coming up. So like we're bringing in people. And the experience from the run too. Don't forget that that's huge. Experience from the, the run, run and a full summer of training for guys like Keandre Miller, Lafreniere, Capo to get bigger, stronger. Same with Kratzoff. Uh Bobby Trevino, which is a guy that we picked up, for, I'm pretty sure from BU or Harvard. One of those uh, free agent um, guy wasn't drafted. Who I guess is making a splash in development camp. I'll talk to Vince Merkleyano about that on the Talking Rags podcast. But. Um, for me, I, I just, I love everything that they did. I think Vinny Trocek is going to make it a pain in the ass for other people to play against him. And mm -hmm. that's the type of player I want. So, all right. Ottawa. Claude Drew, three years, 19.5. That's a $6.5 million cap hit. <clears throat> I guess the Florida Panthers offered him a one year, $1 million cap just to see if he would come. What an idiot. Uh, they got the Washington second round pick for Connor Brown. They got Cam Talbot. Uh, they acquired future considerations for Matt Murray. Good. Get him the fuck out of there. They got Alex Brinkett from Chicago and Josh Norris, eight years, 63.6 mil. They got a pretty good top six. I'm not saying they're anywhere near close, but at the same time, I'm very happy to see Ottawa might be relevant again. Yeah. I think Ottawa had a, had a good core going in. Right. And then, uh, Figure it out, Brian. <laughs> Listen, we all know I'm technically chatting. I didn't do anything. All of a sudden, everything went black and started spinning, and it said something couldn't be found. I don't know what the hell. Uh, listen, the fact that I'm even could read Disco's message is is amazing. Um, 
uh, uh, he totally messed me up. Oh, so Ottawa. So with with the core they have, the young core, young leadership group, to add in guys like Giroux, right? It's a great person to learn from. They got Talbot, who's a solid netminder. Talbot actually had better numbers than Flurry did last year, if you remember, before they got Flurry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I just, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great for. Uh, I think it's great for for Ottawa. I honestly do. I think it's. I mean, it, it's not great for the Bruins, right? But mm-hmm. it's it's great. Every if teams get better, it forces everybody right. A rising tide lifts all boats. You have to compete and you have to keep up. So yeah. It, yeah, it keeps everybody going. Yeah, I mean, they have a pretty pretty good top six now. They have that Drake yep. Batherson kid, Stutzel, Kachuk, Debrinket. Drew and the Norris kid. That's not bad. And they're yeah. like really young. I think Claude Drew, he's going home. He's going to be able to help these kids out, kind of navigate what's going on. I think that's I like really the weird. fact that it was a two year deal or oh, three, it was three year deal. I like that because he's like, I'm, I'm buying into this turnaround. And I'm glad that Matt Murray's gone. So, oh, they got to be thrilled. How um, dumb is Toronto? Chuck Fletcher, huh? Troy yeah. Grosnick, one year, 750. Justin Braun, big game Braun, get Braun Burn, yeah. loved him on the Rangers, year 1.75, good for him. Tony D, two years, $10 million, $5 million cap hit. People are, like, pissed about this. Probably just because it's Tony D'Angelo. He's a fucking yeah. dynamic player, dude. Like, he's incredible. I don't I don't understand that. I wonder how many offers he had. I mean, we'll never know, but I was just curious. And so Tony D'Angelo and this guy, Nick DeLaurier, four years, $7 million, $1.75 million cap hit. With Tortorella behind the bench. The Flyers are fucking back. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. How, how pissed was Tortorella to read that comment from Fletcher? You think? Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't thrilled. Yeah. He's like, if you don't want to do it, I'll fucking do it. Um, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> your boy Rex sent me uh, Minnesota Wild did like this cool, like behind the scenes show, kind of like behind the B. And it was back to back episodes and it was Nick Delorier mic'd up and shit. And like he's going to Pertuzzo. He's like, shut the fuck up. Every time you're on the ice, you change your diaper. And like he tried fighting Barbashev. This guy is so fucking nails, dude. He's going to be yeah. so good for the Flyers. Plus, it means Reeves is probably going to have to fight a little bit more. So, yeah. Yep. I'm good with that. Uh, Pittsburgh, Jan Ruda, three years, 8.25. <coughs> Danny Malkin stopped throwing a temper tantrum, four years, 24.4. Who the uh, fuck was going to give him that money on the open market? Except for I, maybe Toronto if they had it, right? I mean, yeah. who else was going to give him that money? Uh, PL Joseph, two years, 1.65. Ricard Raquel, six years, uh, 30 mil, $5 million cap hit. I don't like that. Alex Nylander, one year, 750. Chris Latang, six for 36.6. Casey DeSmith, two years, 3.6. And Brian Ross, six years, 30.75. So essentially what the Penguins did is everybody was leaving. They're like, no, you're not. You're coming back. The biggest signing out of all of them to me is Rust. Yeah, for sure. Rust. And they just brought in that Josh Archibald kid. Yeah. <clears throat> they said that he's gonna also going to be on the team. He's a gritty little fourth liner. He's yeah. going to – he will be a great Penguin. So we'll see what the fuck happens. San Jose. Matt Benning for four years, Nico Stern for three years, Oscar Lindbrom for two years, Alexander Barbaranov, two years, five mil. They acquired Stephen Lorenz and that Burns trade. They're rebuilding. They're doing what they got to do. Um, I like what Mike Greer's doing because what nope. was there is not working. So, nope. And I think but, it sounds it sounds like they're going to give Mike Greer time to do it, hopefully. Yeah. And Logan, Logan Couture and Eric Carlson were both interviewed, and they're like, we're on board. So – yeah, because Eric Carlson screams gritty and hard to me. 
Seattle Kraken, Martin Jones, one year, $2 million a year. That guy's going to get lit up. Justin Schultz, two years, six mil, $3 million cap. Shane Wright for the entry level. And Andre Barakowski, five years, 27.5 mil. The Kraken, I know they're a new team. I would never want to play there just because of Seattle and all that shit. You don't like Seattle? No. No, 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 no. Why? I would not fit in, in Seattle. Why, the weather? No, not the weather, just the people that live there. <laughs> I would not fit in in Seattle at all. I, don't, I, I think you're. I think you're selling Seattle short. If you go outside the city, I think you would fit in outside yeah. the city, probably. But my buddy just got a job for Ford out there, and I was talking to him, and he's like, "You would fucking hate it." <laughs> Plus, they're probably not to be competitive for a little bit. But I'm interested to see how Shane Wright and uh, Maddie Berniers play. Um, yep. St. Louis, Nolachari, one year, one point two five. Nick Letty, four years, sixteen. And Robert Thomas, they locked him up, eight years, sixty five mil. Best friends of Matthew Kachuk, head on a swivel. Maybe Kachuk mm. goes home to St. Louis. Uh, Robert Thomas also gave a lot of credit to the new Bruins head coach, Shim Montgomery, on the development of his game. So so for all you guys moaning over Bruce Cassidy being gone, as much as I like Cassidy as well, Monty's a good coach. It wouldn't be the morning skate without talking about the St. Louis Blues and somehow relating it to the Boston Bruins. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay, they spent a lot of money. Hayden Fleury, two years, one But you know what? They spent a lot of money, but this first one is another lottery ticket, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I would give you that. Because he was a fucking hell of a player before he yeah. went out to Seattle. Ian Cole, one year, three mil. I love Ian oh, that Cole. was Hayden Flurry. Sorry. I talked right yeah. over you. For those no, of you Ian Cole, one year, uh, three mil. I love Ian Cole. I think he's going to be great. They're trying to kind of replace a little bit of what they lost in McDonough. Yeah, Eric, Eric, Eric Chernak, eight years, 41.6. Sorelli, eight years, 50. Uh, Serge have eight years, 68 mil, and Nick Paul, seven years, 22.05. How do they do this? How I don't understand. How do they manage the cap like this? They'll all be, they'll all be hurt come playoff time. Yeah, so. I guess. <laughs> we'll hey, listen, the Tampa Bay voted to not have to, to give them all the credit. I mean, give them all the shit you want because I can't stand the way they play and the way they all piss and moan. But uh, um, Tampa Bay voted against having that rule. So. Yeah. No, at the first time, the first go around, they voted against it. It's uh, yeah, I don't know about it. Um, Toronto, Adam Gaudet, one year, seven hundred fifty. Uh, Obey Cabell, one year, one mil. I like that deal. Samsonov, one year, one point eight. Giordano, two years, one point six. Uh, Dennis Hildeby, entry level contract. Matt Murray, good luck with that. And they got a second round pick for Peter Mrazek. And it looks like Jordy Ben's also going there. So, Jordy Ben is yeah. Yeah. Toronto's going to Toronto. Have fun with your goaltending because that's not going to. Honestly, how is it that, and this this speaks to, uh, what's his name? Dubas, right? He strikes me as always has to be the smartest guy in the room, one of those type of guys, right? So everyone's telling him about Matt Murray. I had a breakdown in one of my blogs about Matt Murray and his decline over the last five years. And he looks at him and goes, I know better than all you guys. Matt Murray's the fucking key. That's what he thinks. <laughs> that Ottawa was so good, glad to get rid of him. They sent all those picks and the retaining 25% of his salary to get him out the fucking door. Have him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's nuts Try. to me. Try. But as much as I say that's nuts, I am 100% here for it because yeah. nothing better than watching <laughs> Toronto, those fans with their painted faces crying in that stupid park. There's nothing better. Yeah. Have, a, have fun trying to get out of the first round next year yeah. if you make it. Um, Vancouver, 
Yeah, Mikheyev, four years, 19 mil. Curtis Lazar, three years, three mil. I like that deal. Brock Besser is coming Great back, deal. three years, 19.95. A lot of JT Miller rumors going around. They're going to resign him. Yeah. We don't know yet. Um, Vegas, Brett Howden, one year, 1.5. Riley Smith, three years, 15 mil. They acquired future considerations uh, when they gave up Patchetti. So, <laughs> what future considerations is just such a ridiculous thing. Yeah, it's. Vegas is in shambles. We'll see how we'll see how Jack Eichel does with a full year though. Yeah. That'll be and, fun and rehab, hundred percent. He can work out all summer, right? Yeah. I mean, he basically didn't play for almost a year. Yeah. Capitals brought in Marcus Johansson, uh, Eric Gustafson, Charlie Lindgren, Ryan Lindgren's brother, Darcy Kemper, five years, twenty six point two five. He won a cup. I'm okay with that. Uh, they acquired Connor Brown. I think that's a good deal for them. Yep. Uh, they got rid of their old goalie. Dylan Strom's going there for one year, 3.5, and Matt Irwin, one year, 750. Matt Irwin's good depth defenseman. Yeah, I, I don't hate the moves that Washington's making. They're kind of like retooling a little bit. I think they got a better goalie. Marcus Johansson, that guy just plays. Like he never he, – he is what he is. You don't have to worry about anything with him. He was him. great when he was here in Boston. Yeah, and I think Connor Brown's going to be a good one. And Dylan Strom yep. to take a flyer on him. Maybe, maybe he yep. plays great. It's so. a lottery ticket. Same thing. Yep. And then the Winnipeg Jets, big save Dave. One year, 800 cap. Yep. Jets are going to jet. So the Jets, that, the Jets are still licking their wounds after Trotsy said no thanks. Yeah. Um, dump and change, Brownie. Take it away. All right. So <laughs> NFL running back Le'Veon Bell, who last played in Tampa Bay, is taking the year off to focus on boxing this year. He is slated to face Adrian Peterson. No word if they're allowed sticks or not on July 30th, but he wants to make a go out of boxing, and he said he can't do it part-time. Uh, Kevin Smith. You know who Kevin Smith is? Jay and Silent Bob? Yes. <clears throat> Kevin Smith of Jay and Silent Bob fame has officially released a trailer for Clerks 3. The first, Clerk, uh, the first Clerks movie was released in 1993 and famously was made on – he maxed out his credit cards, had the actors sleeping on his couch, yeah, just promising them, I'll put you in the movie, just do it. Yeah, so good for him. I, I love those movies. Uh, the, this was great out of Ukraine. The warning on cigarettes in Ukraine now says, quote, you should quit smoking. So you get to see how Putin dies. So marketing one-on-one. Yeah. There's our, there's our political statement. Uh, Charles Barkley has bet Aaron Rodgers that if Barkley finishes ahead of him in an upcoming golf tournament tournament, Rogers has to cut off his man bun. If Roger beats Barkley, then Chuck will donate 25 K to Rogers charity. And the quote from Barkley, of course, was great. Just because you're too cheap to cut your hair, you can't make it a style. Here's $25. Go down to Fantastic Sam's and get that thing off the back of your head. That is not a style. You gotta love Barkley. He just does gives no fucks. <laughs> He's great. Uh, He's great. Speaking of like the Toronto Maple Leafs of the NFL, the Cleveland Browns. So they went out and got Deshaun Watson and they pissed off Baker Mayfield. Deshaun Watson with all the baggage, the multiple civil and criminal. Uh, for the alleged sexual assault charges against him, ruined the relationship that Baker had. Baker is now forced his way out of town and was traded to Carolina last week with Cleveland eating some of the money. So that's I love that kind of stuff. I really do because May, Mayfield's going to be all fired up to play them. Uh, did you see this by any chance in Sioux Falls, Idaho? A severe thunderstorm pushed through a green sky. It looked like an alien movie, dude. It was crazy. It was like the color of Mountain Dew, the sky. And it was due to uh, the green color was caused from light refraction within the, the heavy thunderstorms and indicates that the storm be capable of producing large hailstones. They were reportedly hailstones the size of baseballs in there. Nope. Um, 
The real football team, the Las Vegas Raiders, my team, have hired Sandra Douglas Morgan as their new team president. She's the first black female team president in NFL history, so good for her. And the last one's kind of a sad one. Uh, James Caan, best known for his role as Sonny Corleone in The Godfather, passed away on July 6th at 82 years old. He was a prolific actor and could play all types of roles from drama to comedy. Uh, he didn't take himself too seriously and was known for being blunt to the point. He famously per- turned down major roles uh, as in Apocalypse Now when he said, who wants to go to the Philippines for 16 weeks? And when he turned down Superman, he said, I'm not wearing a fucking cape. Uh, he chose roles that interest him as opposed to looking to cash out. Uh, you know who James Conn is, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great actor. RIP. I Sad have one. another one. I have another one. Oh, Polly Walnuts passed away, dude. Oh shit. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, That's right. Man. And I Tony just got Rico. done watching. Yeah. And I oh, just got done watching the Soprano. So it what all time TV character in my opinion. So Polly Walnuts he, he was, was an actual uh, I read a story or an article. Uh, so at one point, no one was allowed to push back on anything from their characters on The Sopranos, I guess. The writing was the writing was the writing. It was like the Coen brothers are notorious for that, I guess, too. Um, he only went in once, and I guess he had a pretty checkered past, uh, the guy himself, uh, mm-hmm. before he started acting. And he said, the only thing I want for my character is to never be a rat. And they were like, and he's like, no, I'm serious. And he was like, de- and they were like, okay. And that was, and they, it was, I think it was Michael Imperioli was talking about it on his podcast. He has a podcast about the Sopranos. And I think he was the one who said the story, him and uh, uh, Bobby Baklava. I don't know the, the real guy's name, but yeah. they do a podcast. And I think that Imperioli, who, who used to do some writing on the show, said that no one had ever pushed back on any character except for that one time, which That's is cool. pretty, pretty unique. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Dump and change. I already talked about the Rangers. You weren't here for it, but I, I, yeah, I know. I, I, I don't, I, could you hear me when I was blacked out? No, you, you were blacked out. But, uh, what do you got on the bees? That's because I told you the spectrum. They were, they were, uh, they were, I was bitching about Chuck Fletcher and they got on me. Um, all right. So here's my thing with the Bruins. If you tell me right now that Krejci and Bergeron are coming back, then they're good, right? Regardless of the injuries, I think they'll be okay. Yeah. If they're not, then something needs to happen, and I think that's what's happening right now. No one who is involved as a fan has any right to say to Bergeron or Krejci, will you just tell us already? Fuck you, right? The amount of these two guys have done – no, I see you shaking your head. The amount that these two guys have done for the franchise, they're allowed their time. If there's if there's players that are in movement, I'm sure Don Sweeney can reach out to them. If they're if they were in on somebody or someone else, would the Rangers have hustled Lundqvist? No. Play, no. Some players earn the respect. No, but if Henrik Lundqvist didn't let us know at the deadline or the free agent frenzy, and then a month later said I'm not coming back, he would be dead to me. I guess that's a fair statement, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. Well, I, you don't I, think I, what if Bergeron and Krejci both come out and they're like, hey, sorry about that, no. And then you guys are fucked. And you could have made a lot of deals at the deadline you didn't. They couldn't have made a lot of deals at the deadline. They, have they, like would, have, they, would, have, they would have had to have figured something out. Right. Well, I mean, what is all their cash tied up in? Martian and Pasternak and McAvoy? Oh, all these fucking contracts that are still eating them. They got Hampus Lindholm, remember, McAvoy, these big, huge contracts. I don't think I it was think, man. It's great. You know, the money, uh, 
listen, I, they 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 picked up some depth pieces. Uh, they picked up some guys. Keith Kincaid as a goalie that has some NHL experience. They got the kid Greer. Um, they have a few other players that might push for bottom six. I think they need to buy out Felino if they or get someone to take him. <laughs> I, I'm not. I, I'm still hopefully optimistic because I think that if you build from the net out, right, which is how you build a team, I think they have a great tandem. I think they got great defensemen. I think they could use one more defenseman possibly, but I think they're good. I have, and, a, hot, I have a hot take. Go ahead. If Bergeron and Krejci don't come, yeah, Kadri's going to the Bruins. Could be. That's my hot take. Maybe. Hopefully, that's what they're working on. Hopefully, that's what they're working on. That's why it's quiet. Maybe they're working Ooh. on something with Kadri. I mean, Kadri, has, Kadri hasn't signed yet. Right. I just fucking jinxed it, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, what a turnaround, too, that I'm like, yeah, I'll take Kadri. Um, but my big issue, and I was going to make it my hero of the week, but I don't want to end on a bad note, but fuck the Jacobs. Jesus Christ, these people. He came out, the senior, Jeremy Jacobs, the fucking twat from so long ago. He came out, and well, Charlie Jacobs, who's his like little mincy boy, his son, Charlie, we're never getting any of these guys on the podcast. <laughs> Charlie Jacobs came out and was like, oh, we believe, you know, they're talking about uh, them, Turf and Cassidy. He was like, we believe in Cam and Don and, you know, we believe in the Don. He starts talking about the winning percentage and the how many times they've been in the finals and all this. Great. J and then he they said something along, and I'm going to, I don't have the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of this town won't sit for a rebuild. We can't do that. Like, and it was not like we can't do that to our fans. We can't do that because we need the gate coming in. And that's what senior Jeremy said, something along the lines of, well, look at the gate. We're always packed. Yeah, because the fans here are fucking passionate, you jackasses. And it's such a fucking scumbag thing. They don't care. That's the thing with owners. Like, we make fun of Buffalo, right? The What's the Pagulas, right? Yeah, they fucking care and they want to win. Everybody around here loves Robert Kraft because he came up as a fan and he wants to win. That's why they hate John Henry, because it's a business investment for the Red Sox. Right. And that's what Jacobs is. It's a business investment. They're never going to sell the team. And this is what it is. And Hal's probably going, fuck, yeah, right now, like like Bender and uh uh, breakfast club but it, it's, <laughs> but it's it's unfortunate it's the way it is they used to not spend money now they spend money but they don't care they still don't care you need to care to be a good owner in my opinion Whew, that's it <laughs> oh, God. do you have anything for beer league uh no i'm supposed to be playing right now but i fucked up my ankle so i'm not playing tonight so you got the, you got the boot on uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, next segment, we are going to go to Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey, bands. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, I'm going to go quick. Go ahead. Hero of the Week goes to my PM at work. Um, I came off a bachelor party, very hungover. Took oh, I out. forgot to ask you. How was that? Good? It was good. We had a good time. Um, and Wednesday was got, I saw some video where you guys, like, first off, Rookie move. No videos from the bachelor party. Well, I had a great time. <laughs> I, I, no, I know. No. But you're not supposed to do videos at a bachelor party. You guys are playing like can jam all you without your shirts on in the yard or something. Was that the bachelor party? Hell yeah. Spike ball. Yeah. Full day of spike go. ball. It was, it was good. It was fun. But came back Monday really hungover. Looked at my schedule. No meetings on Wednesday. I messaged my PM. I'm like, hey, can we keep it that way? She's like, why? I was like, it's free agent frenzy. Like, it, it's important. She didn't put a single fucking meeting on my thing. And she Venmoed me $5 to buy a Twisted Tea. So shout out to my PM, Jordan. What a fucking beauty she is. She's hilarious. 
uh, couldn't do my job without her. So I appreciate right. her. And then my zero of the week, softball. I play shortstop. Every time the ball comes in, wait, the guy wait, 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 wait. You didn't move to third for that kid. What are you talking? Oh, wait. No, 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 no. I didn't move to fucking third for that kid. Um, so every time the ball gets thrown in from the outfield, our first baseman played D1 baseball, so he's pretty smart and like he's huge. So whenever I throw the ball to first base, it's always an out. So whenever the ball comes in, I always look at first to see if the person rounded first and is walking back to first because I have a pretty good arm. And it's happened a few times where you kind of throw the ball and they're not paying attention. You get a back pick. Oh, pick them so up. Been, yeah. So we've been trying to do that all year. So fucking doesn't it happen last game? I get the ball in. I look over. The person's walking back to first base. I'm like, fucking A, right? Hum the ball to first base. He gets it. Tag. This person's probably like five feet off the bag. The umpire has his back to the fucking play, walking back to home plate. I go flip. He turns around, looks at me. The person's still two feet off the bag, gets on the bag, looks at first. He goes, what? So my zero of the week goes to fucking flip for fucking me over on that. Wait, is flip his name? We call him flip. I don't know if that's his actual name. But zero of the week goes to him. Fucking, come on, be better. So zero of the week. There you go. Uh, So my hero of the week is basically one of America's sweethearts. Uh, Paul Rudd. <laughs> okay. Have you did you see the story about Paul Rudd? No. And the kid. Mm-mm. So there's this kid. Uh, his name is Brody Ritter. I, I I might not be saying that right. Um, twelve years old, which I think is fifth grade, maybe. You start kindergarten when you're five, six, five or six. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. So no, fifth grade probably. Fifth, yeah. fifth or sixth, say okay. in that range. So he arrived home from school with a nearly empty yearbook, only managing to acquire the signatures of two teachers and two classmates despite asking for more. He decided to sign his own yearbook with a note to himself, hope you make some more friends. That's fucking tough, right, as a parent to see that. So his mom uh, shared it on, which, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that she shared it because this ended up happening. But if this didn't happen, that'd be a tough look. she reached her breaking point and she sent, she sent it to uh, someone and somehow this got onto NPR and uh, Paul Rudd, I guess, heard about it. Um, and the kid's like a huge, like Marvel fan, like every kid in America, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, Paul Rudd heard about this, uh, sent him uh, an actual Ant-Man helmet from the movie, signed it, got, uh, made some kind of statement to get people to sign it, his yearbook. All the older kids at the high school came and signed it. And just, again, we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. Paul Rudd did not have to do that. No. He had, you know, and he took the time out. I mean, I'm sure it was like an assistant or something sent him the thing, but he signed it. He did this stuff. He put his name on it. And listen, for someone like Paul Rudd to do something like that, it costs him nothing except for maybe, what, 20 minutes of his day. Yeah. And but this kid's gonna marry him for the rest of his life. So, Paul Rudd, who uh, clearly doesn't age, I saw another article about him. He looks just look like you're getting through it. Yeah, that's the thing. He doesn't age. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. But so yeah, my hero of the week, Paul Rudd. Do you have your zero with the Jacob? Do you have another zero? Yeah, that's my zero. I'm not gonna. I, I said I wanted to end on a high note with the hero and zero. No zero. And then uh, Disco said no mention of Joey Chestnut's America's Hero winning the hot dog contest on that broken leg. That's, Did we talk about that last week? I don't know. I don't think so. He yeah, you said he, you, didn't you say he grabbed the guy while injured and kept eating, right? Didn't you say that? Or am I imagining that? 
We might have. We might. That might have just been a phone call. I might have just called you after. after. <laughs> Very well. Um, but good call out, Disco. So last segment, three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. I guess my zero of the week would have been me with the uh, internet. So there you go. Yeah, I would I double down on that. Uh, <laughs> three stars, Brownie. So we like to relate the three stars to something that we talk about in the podcast or if – if I'm super high and have a funny idea or something is really how we come up with them. Um, but we, when we were, when uh, the whole thing with Le'Veon Bell taking a year off to box, I said, Oh, perfect. What do you think you could do if you took a year off to accomplish something? That's fair. So that right. was, that was it. All right. My third star. I had one and I can't think of it now. I had a really good one and I can't remember it. So my third star every winter the lake by my house freezes and they have an outhouse race and you build an outhouse. You have a team of five and you go down the lake and back and then, and whoever wins wins, I would want to train for that because I would want. Do you think you need a year for that? I don't know. Maybe with with my teammates, probably. Oh, that's fair. You'd be hurting cats. Yeah. I want a championship. To me, I think that'd be fun. What's your third star? My third star, this is when I texted you earlier and I told me, my wife told me that I was an arrogant asshole when I told her that was my third star. I think if you gave me a year, I could be a pro surfer. Okay. Yep. <laughs> right, Brownie. Well, I've never surfed. I just think I could do it. I, and if I had a year to do nothing but surf, I think I'd be all right. I would be, the, I would be, I don't go in the ocean past like my knees. So that's out on me. Sharks. Thank you, sharks. She goes, how do you think you could do that? I'm like, well, it's water. She's like, you would get crushed by waves. I'm like, I don't think it's that hard. She's like, are you listening to yourself? Yeah, she was. She got like legitimately mad at me. She got like insulted. Like she's some surfer, you know. Uh, my second star, I would never beat Joey Chestnut, but I bet I could put up a top five performance in the hot dog eating contest. Come on, dude. Really? Top five? Yes. Yes, easily. I would, I would, I, all I have to do is eat 30 hot dogs in like how long? Like, I think it's like 15 minutes, isn't it? I think I can do it. You give me a year. I think I can do it. Wow. I think I can take 15 right now, right now off the couch. (laughs) You think you could take down 15 hot dogs in 15 minutes? Yes. Not a fucking chance. Yes. I I think you, I think you should make a video. Hammer food. (laughs) Yeah, I really do. You give me a year. I bet you I'm in the top five. Yes. Oh, I don't think I could eat more than three hot dogs. Yeah. I'm, I'm you, just, just letting you know. Are you like a hot dog fan? Is that why? Do you like hot dogs? Uh, yeah, I fucking love hot dogs, dude. Interesting. Yeah. Can't, I, can you tell from my frame? I fucking love hot dogs. <laughs> how, yeah. I don't uh, How do you train? You just eat, right? I guess. Yeah, I'm sure there's more to it than that. Yeah. I mean, I, we'd have to get everything down, but yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your second star? My second star, because I can't remember what my number one is right now, but my second star. I'm going to put it in my second star. I think if you gave me a year, I could do stand-up comedy. I'd give you that. I think I think, I think you I could do it. it. I think I, I could tell a good story. And I think I, I could work through some stuff, like try out different material. I mean, I don't think you get your own Netflix special, but I think if you went to like a comedy show, I think people would laugh. You don't think in a year? You don't think I could get a Netflix special? Why wouldn't people do that? Why wouldn't what? Why wouldn't somebody do that then? Because people have to work and do jobs and uh, pay bills. I don't think if you, you have a year, you don't have to worry about anything else except for doing this. 
I think you want to get a Netflix special, but I think people would laugh. That's not, that's not accomplishing what I'm setting out to do. Yes, I want people to laugh. What are you thinking want... about the fucking garden, dude? Like, no, no but I mean, I think I could get on Jimmy Fallon or something, you know? Maybe. I'd be like, remember me? Remember when we hung out in New York City, buddy? And you picked up that beer tab for us? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, my number one yeah. star. I would want to learn how to do the Freebird solo. I think that would be fucking sick. And I don't know. I don't know if I could do Wait it a in a year. You say you're, you. Listen, this is the, this is like when I we had one of the three stars, and you're like, I would like to be able to water ski or something. You got to set your sights higher. Like in in a year, the, you should, have you ever seen them do the Freebird solo? But you should be like, you should want to be like a guitar whiz in a year. If you have nothing to do, eight hours a day, train at guitar. You, I would think that the Freebird solo would be like three months in. I don't think so, dude. Again, that I don't play this car. So this is another arrogant statement by me, my wife. Yeah, like you're like, yeah, I'll take over the world in a year. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about the world, but definitely the state. <laughs> what's, what's your number one star? Well, I can't remember whatever it was that I was going to say earlier. So I'm just going to put in, because I think this goes right along with surfing. I think I could do any of these. Skateboard, one wheel, snowboard. I think I would dominate in, in any of those disciplines. Like X Games or just like yeah. be good at it? Oh, I Well, skateboard scares me because I watched that Tony Hawk documentary and I'm like, I'm too old for that shit. But you give me a one wheel dude or a snowboard, I think I could light it up if you gave me a year to just do that. My knees would fall apart, but yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Do you know I we know. were working on this house? We were working the town or two over and we're working on this house and we're literally sitting on the tailgate of my truck. Three of us skateboard shut up disco we're sitting on the tailgate of my truck and uh and a one wheel goes by and the guy had fit it to have a seat so he was sitting on a one wheel and he was literally driving by eating a sandwich and he went buzzing by and the two kids who worked for me looked at me and went that could be you i'm like i fucking know but i just i don't think you're making the x games in the year all right well let me let me dial it back how about this i could be a one wheel influencer if you gave me a one wheel right now with my social media footprint and then just gave me a year to work on it the tricks i could do the content i could create i could be their number one content creator how's that i wonder do you think uh, you've never seen me play before i wonder if i had a year no like no no work no nothing you literally just train i wonder if i had a year if i could sign like a professional tryout and play in the east coast for a game I think I could do it. Oh, I was going to say, I could go play with Yager and Liga. I could play defense. <laughs> I, I Wrap it up, Brownie, says Rusty AF. I don't know who Rusty AF is, but I love it. Um, yeah, but I guess that that's our podcast. Everybody who tuned in, I appreciate you listening. We, we tried it on our social channels. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. I mean, that is what our foundation is built on. So uh, we appreciate it, Brownie. Have anything else for the people at home? As always, God bless you, Jerome McGinley. Just had a birthday celebrated on July 1st, Canada Day. Is there not a more perfect person to be born on Canada Day than Jerome McGinley? I mean, honestly. And hopefully I'll see you around the rink with your daughter. You know, we'll hook up and get you on the pod, bud. We'll see. Hopefully it happens. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We will talk to you next week. Oh, Disco's dropping a, um, 
podcast, I think, next Wednesday. He's talking to the uh, Helios hockey guy. Uh, nice. It should be pretty good. We already got it wrapped up. Just waiting to kind of hit publish on that thing. So Nice. Uh, that's what we have. And yeah, everybody have a great weekend. Be all that you can be drink as many twisted teas as possible. And we will talk to you guys more. Thank and you. Yeah, love the pod. Keep it real boys. Thanks buddy. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week.